Welcome to the Broken Jars Broadcasting Network, home of the Dresden Files podcast, 42 Entertainment, and many others. More podcasts like this one can be found at brokenjars.xyz. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone else in between, welcome back to a very special episode of the 4 You Podcast. We, we, we are at at least 1 a.m. in my time, and a little less than Ryan's, but still, we are up later than we are used to being. So here we are back once again to the 4 You Podcast, so here we are. To do things and talk about things and everyone else and everything. So here we are. Hey, Jacob. <laughs> what the hell are we doing? I don't know, man. Like, I can't sleep. I've been trying to sleep for three hours now and just can't do it. Like, I've, I did some heavy bag workouts. Like, just like going, you know, as hard as I could and just like can't wear myself out. I don't know what's going on, but here we are. So... You know. Well, tell me about it. I I don't know, man. Like, like we like we got off work. It was really nice. We went out, had a few drinks, came home, had a few more. Like, everything was like pacing to be a good night. And then I just couldn't sleep. So now I'm here, and we're talking about it. And, you know, I got a little angry about some stuff, and maybe that's why I can't sleep. I don't know, but. Jacob? What? <laughs> what are you getting angry about, man? What's going on? Okay, so, look, I'm a white kid from a middle, middle class family, you know. You know me. I mean, we've been, we've been friends forever, so you know where my family's come from and gone from, but, like, I just get so tired from all these people telling me that I'm quote unquote privileged when I watch my dad work his ass off for 20 hours a day for 20 years, you know, like, yeah, if that's privilege, then, you know, fucking sue me. But, you know, my dad worked his ass off because I, so I could go to school, you know, debt free for the first four years, even though I went, you know, I had to spend another 30 grand to go, um, you know, by myself for the next two So, I don't know. I just hate that bullshit. Like, maybe that's just what it is. Like, I'm just tired of it. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's fine to be tired of it. I mean, if anyone, I don't really care. I don't know. Well, If anyone who, like, I think what any, is, if what, anyone can complain, it's you. Right. Yeah, well. Well, I mean... <clears throat> Yeah, but I mean, don't you think if I had my situation and I was black, it wouldn't suck a little less? I mean, a little more? Or if I had my situation not in Tomball, but in Spring, you know, well, just pick one of them, right? Right. Right, somewhere else. Like, maybe not it would, one of the good neighborhoods. I mean, there are privileges, but I mean, fuck, you could have been a tadpole, too. I mean, you could be in, like, Syria. Right, exactly. like You want to tell me about white privilege? Well, tell me about America privilege. Right, Tell me exactly. about Northern Hemisphere privilege. Tell me about, you know, what, what? Tell me about, how, fuck you. Tell me about, fuck you. I don't care. I mean, 
Yeah, you know, you know, my best example of it. It's like me and my brother, right? We're having a great day one time. It's just me and him. This is like two years ago, so we're both, you know, he's twenty whatever old he is, and I'm like thirty or whatever. So we're hanging out. We're doing our thing. We're yeah, hanging. Yeah, go, um, both of you all have to come up some point. Just saying. Right. Absolutely, it'd be great. We were gonna go um, eat Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Right. So we're in a good mood, having a good time. Walk out the door, walk down the sidewalk, and as he's walking, I'm talking to him. And you know how the world just kind of comes together for these moments. Spoiler alert: this this moment kind of sucks, right? So everybody who's getting all hopeful, don't. It's a <laughs> shitty situation, but it exi- it explains what I'm trying to say. So as we're walking, we're talking, yeah, laughing, giggling, having a good time, right? And as he goes to step. A lizard, I swear to God, man. He's already mid-step. I, I saw it happen. He saw it happen. Mid-step, a lizard runs out and runs right under his foot. And he steps on it. Like, and he looks at me like instantly like, oh, dude. And, I, and I, you know, for some reason, you know how like you get these moments of inspiration? Right. Right? I, was, I just looked at him and goes, that's what the universe thinks about life. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the universe don't give a fuck, man. Like, it's true. And that's the reality of it. You know, yeah, I'm white privileged, but I'm also, like, all those people complaining to me, like, shut the fuck up, man. You're in America. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're, like, a Native American or, like, from the really shitty parts of Africa or North Korea, like, <clears throat> I mean, I know there's a lot of shitty places, like, in the Middle East and stuff, but that's not here. It's not here. Anybody so, here can go spend eight hours a day at the fucking library study their shit, right? Go get their GED, go enter community college, get really good grades in community college, go get great, you know, it, there are clear paths. You don't even have to do that, right? right. There are we'll, clear paths of like, you could like buy a webcam and a computer and be fucking interesting. Right. You know I what mean, I mean? PewDiePie makes like $9 million dollars a year, right? What? PewDiePie makes like $9 million dollars a year for playing video games online. I mean, I know it's like the extreme of extreme, but still. There is no way it's just $9 million, dude. It is way over $9 million bucks. That's what That's what everyone reports him making is $9 million. There's, that's, but, well, they're so being generous. I, I, I think generous. what, like, it's way over that. like, I've been thinking about, because, look, we watched Zootopia tonight. Have you seen Zootopia? Billion dollar, billion Have you dollar. seen it, though? I have not. It's really good. And it deals deals with a lot of like race and class and the whole bullshit and everything else. And I'm just like, except the fox are still cunning, and the weasels are still weasels. Right, the, but still, you know what I mean? but, like, but I mean, but it's like can't get them all right, huh? Right, but they still have like Breaking Bad references and everything else. But still, but the thing is, is like, look, I'm a white kid. My dad has a PhD, but. Have you ever lived with a dad who's going through a PhD? You don't see him. Except for when he's coming to your ball games. Like that's one thing I'll give my dad. Like when he was in his six years of his you know, doctoral program, like I didn't see him, but he came to all my ball games, you know? Yeah. When he came home he went straight upstairs and went to work on his doctoral program. I mean, it was tough. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is, like, it's hard on everyone who goes through it. Like, if someone's going through a degree program in your house, it's hard on everyone because they have to go and they have to seclude themselves and they can't be involved. I mean, it's tough. 
I mean, especially I didn't see in what your in what your father did. Yeah, and you remember because he was still writing his uh, dissertation. Like, how much did we see my dad when you were around at my house? Well, your dad, yeah, no, no, like, that's what I was saying. On the, the few times your family was so generous, they let me go on vacation with you a couple of times, and even on vacation. So this is your dad's week or two weeks off, and he doesn't. You know, he works Saturdays. Was on his computer on Sundays, kind of guy. Worked all the time, and on his weeks off, weekends, you'd catch him out there, you know, seven o'clock in the morning with a cup of coffee on his laptop. What writing code? I suspect I have no idea what he actually. I can never tell what he was actually yeah. doing. His dissertation but, was like four hundred pages. Yeah, he's yeah, he's one so, of the smartest people I've ever fucking met, and he also has one of the strongest like work. Ethics. I don't want to say work ethics. Be- I mean, it is work ethic. It's just convenient that what he, what his brain likes to do, coincides with what we consider work. The rest of the world's like, "Oh, you do that, and we'll pay you for it." And he's like, "Oh, you'll pay me for. I would do this if you didn't pay me. I find <laughs> this interesting." You know, I mean, not really. Your dad's really good at making money too, but yeah, yeah. But still, it's one of those things where, like, we missed out. I missed out on at least ten or twelve years of my dad for the most part, and. Yep. Grant, I know a lot of people didn't even have that. Right. But they think of me as white privilege because I got to go to my undergrad for free. But well, I mean, even even then, I mean, is, my little brothers, nice. the, my little brothers, I mean, I did it for my older brother when he went to the school. Like, we did it without, so he could go to school for free. And my little brothers did without, so I could go to school and so forth and so forth and so on, you know? And yeah. I just... I hate I hate the stereotype. Me, I mean, everyone's like, "Oh, you're a white male, so you don't understand." I'm like, you know what? I've done without. Yeah, that that annoys me. But I mean, <laughs> if you had to roll the dice, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, picking I, a white male in America is not a bad role, right? Right, it's not a bad or role, white but... Male in, you know, white male in Europe, white male in... You know, I mean, those are some pretty cool places. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but if I was... If the but you same... know what's a really good role also? Hmm. White female. You know? Like in America. That's not a bad role either. And I'm not... I mean, there just happens to be... I don't... It's not saying I agree with it, or I support it, or whatever, but... It'd be pretty ridiculous to say it doesn't exist, right? Like, that there's not a... That... But, a lot of the money that already exists is in control of the white people. And white people aren't as friendly to black people. But I still be, believe... Right? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Say, maybe I'm wrong, but I still believe if my dad had worked his ass off as a black I, man, I, he would I, still be where he is 100%. Today. I guarantee it. Yeah, 100%. Like, I'm not saying that you're in America. Like, there are people who, like, are 40 years old, fly over from fucking butt fuck who knows where, right? Land in, right. you know, America, become a citizen, go to school, do it. And then they're millionaires by the time they're 65. You know, like, people do it. Like, it's like, shut the fuck up, man, and get a job. Do something. Contribute. You're in America. It's the greatest place in the world. You can. Whether we accept your, like, there are 
plenty of examples of great ideas or entertaining people who'd never get any recognition. Or just so it's, it, there's people. there is luck involved, but blame fucking luck or God or whatever you want. But it's not like I I like, just. We went to Stop crying. Who, everybody who, could cry, right? Like, couldn't you complain, Jake? Uh, like, wouldn't it be really nice if your dad would have been a billionaire? It would have been really instead nice instead of like a ten thousandaire. Or fuck, you know what I mean? Like, no, I look. I I well, joke, it, I I joke with were, my dad because uh, you know my parents didn't intend to have more kids after me, and they had four more. And I was like. Hey, Dad, you know, if you had stopped after me like you intended, you'd be like a millionaire right now. And he's like, I know, but, you know, kids are great. Like, he loves them. Kids like, he, he, would trade, he would trade more kids for all the money in the world. Yeah, he's a, he's but a good dad, it, too. It, it's just how he is. But, but like, today, like, we got this uh, Chinese takeout. Like, we walk in, it looks like any Chinese, basically, any Chinese restaurant in the world. They have the... Sun, you know, sun bleached, you know, uh, menus, everything else. It looks terrible. But we get it. We get to go. We go home. And it's the some of the best Chinese food I've ever had in my entire life. Ah, uh, Jacob. And I'm just like. I'm hungry full. I know. You're making me hungry for Chinese right now. And now, like, I'm like, hey, Kelly, we should go back tomorrow <laughs> to go get some <laughs> more Chinese food. Because, like. If I had just walked in there, I probably wouldn't have done it because it just looked like any other Chinese restaurant, you know. Because I've joked Chinese restaurant, Chinese restaurants don't have chains because they're all the same. But this this one place, <laughs> man, they have these steamed dumplings. That's fucked up. Yeah, these steamed dumplings <laughs> that were amazing. Like pour some soy sauce on there, man. They were fantastic. There's uh, a place that has been here my like. Drag on in? My, no, my, I tried that recently. Really gone downhill. Oh, really? That's sad. Yeah, which sucks because it's like right on the street now. But there's a place in the woodlands which has been there since I was at least 20. So 11 years. I did not eat it until like the last four years of my life. Because every time you drive by, I was 100%, 100% sure it was the front for like a Chinese mafia. <laughs> Because there was only like one like Mercedes or one like really nice BMW right out in the fr- parking lot, ever. I never see a single person go in, and all I never saw a single person go out. It's one of those buildings where you think you would go sp- sell your gold at, right? <clears throat> it's just a thick brick building like where you might go por- buy porn. It has just one door. It doesn't have any windows. Like it's just one door and brick right and you go in and there's like cases of cokes and (laughs) shit everywhere and there's like tables and chairs and you get the vibe that if you sat down and like to get served that you wouldn't enjoy the service (laughs) right i don't think i'm supposed to be here right but i went up there because somebody told me hey man they got pretty good food in there i was like you're fucking kidding me right and i love crazy shit right like so so somebody that i trust tells me it's got good food even though like even if you tell me it's the hey man there's a guy that in the trailer down the street that sells you know whatever go try it it's really good i'll, I'll go try it so i went in there and i ate that chinese holy shit jacob you've <laughs> got to come try this chinese food i man i wish we could somehow like teleport because i would love to put my chinese food my my newfound secret place against yours 
Have oh, you ever had? I'm so hungry right now. What the fuck Grub, are we doing? Do you use Grubhub? It's midnight. No. Oh, you, should, you should download Grubhub right now because it you'll click on it and it'll show every place it'll deliver right now to your address. It's super great. Is that thing? Yeah, that's the thing. It, it's a, it's a consolidator <laughs> for menus and stuff. Like it's the best thing in the world. That that's that been. Awesome. That's been I've the, always wanted one. That's been the bet. Like the worst thing about moving out to where we moved is all like, because we has to, we used to have this one uh, Thai place. Yeah. That as soon as we deli- like ordered it, it would be at our house in ten minutes. And now, so awesome. Yeah, it was so nice, but now we don't have that. So, whatevs. Oh, nice. What they don't want, they don't want Paw Patrol. No, I'm oh, <coughs> I, we got kids over. Yeah, I asked my wife for Mountain Dew. Let's <laughs> a, a liter at least. I one and a one and a quarter liters. One and a quarter liter of Mountain Dew. It's not even cold. I'm drinking, like, you know, the reason beer you're right now. <laughs> It should be like near freezing. <laughs> anyway, she interrupted me. Oh, I need to do something. Anyway, wow, it's late. We don't normally do this. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I mean, it's almost edition. one a.m. in uh, Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, it's almost midnight here. Let's see. So I went to go play Magic tonight. Right. Because it's Friday night Magic, right? I'm excited. Because I haven't played Magic in like a year. Really? Yeah, I took a break. I just took a whole break. Because, tell you the truth, the real, the main reason that I quit playing, well, there's two reasons. One no, of them. Go was, into it, man. The, well, it's an ultra special episode. You can go into whatever you want. Like it doesn't even matter if listeners are caring. So, you know? <clears throat> Magic to me is a fun game. It's a lot like chess, um, and uh. Thing is, is listeners, oh, you have to understand. Like when me and Ryan get together, we just set up a chessboard with a clock, and we just play for like six hours at a time. Like we'll be drinking and talking, but we're playing speed chess every two minutes for like six hours. So we'll play like a hundred games. You know, that's, right. that's how yeah, what we yeah, do. Yeah. So I I enjoy chess a lot, and I also enjoy poker a lot. And one of the things I really enjoy about poker. Is I enjoy like seven card stud or Mexican sweat. I don't even know if that's the proper term. Yeah, I, I, didn't know I mean, people. <laughs> I mean, it's, but, um, that game is described differently everywhere else. But Mexican sweat's a good place to call it. In the South. Well, I'm just down here Explain by the border. Explain it though. Um, what are you? How many are you dealt? Do we uh, deal the whole the whole deck out? How, how do you play Mexican sweat? Uh, whoever goes first makes a bet and then flips over their card. And that starts the round. And then the next person beside them gets to make a bet. So you don't look at any of your cards after you've been dealt. They're all face down. Nobody's, nobody knows what they have. The first guy flips up a card. The next guy says, I bet I can beat that. So it's like a two or a seven or a queen. So if it's a queen, you've got to get a king or a pair. right? Once you get that, you just keep flipping over cards. And once you get that, you stop. The next guy beside you gets to decide how much he bets. And then uh, 
when somebody finally can't do it, they're out. And you keep going around and around right. or until somebody can't cover, and that's, that's what it is. So that's pure luck. That's like just a game of you get drunk, and you just, woohoo! You just, I, mean, I mean, there's some skill involved, but very little. That's a game of luck. Like, there are forms of poker that have lots of skill involved. I'm not saying poker doesn't, but it has lots of luck. Um, Magic the Gathering is somewhere in between. Right. And I really enjoy that, so I go play on Friday nights. You can everywhere. At your local game store, your local comic book store, if they sell Magic the Gathering cards and they run tournaments, they have a Friday night Magic tournament. It might be draft, it might be sealed, it might be two-headed giant, but there is something going on there if they're a Watsy store. It's called Friday Night Magic. It's something that um, Wizards of the Coast puts on. Yeah, we would like to go, but it's an hour away. That's too much. It's just too far. So I was playing there for a long time and made really good friends. And then a lot of the friends I made moved off, and I only had one good friend that was going. And then he got a new girlfriend, and he disappeared for a year. So when he disappeared for about after a month, and I would go up there, and I, would, I was really good, and I would win. But there wasn't that go outside after you won your match, talk about how you did, you know, how'd you do, what'd you right, think, you know, right. how was your sideboarding. You, know, you just kind of go out there and like maybe go sit in your car, or maybe like sit there on your phone, or maybe make small talk. But it's like, oh, I just, I could go play Magic online at home now that I... I'm so into it, I have an online deck. Like, I could just do this online, you know, because I'm not getting any social interaction. And I was having issues with my own girl, and it was a long drive, and I was just like, ah, fuck it. So I just quit playing Magic for a year. But my friend's playing now, and I've made other friends there, so I've started playing again. And I've got a deck that I've been working on so hard. This is the first time that I've actually tried to build my own deck instead of rely on... The matter. Or uh, the internet. Right, right. Like you can just Google the the list that won the GP last weekend. Right. So, oh, look at this—the standard GP. Just go on. You can actually just copy and paste that list, or you know, copy and then paste it into the uh, to a website. Click buy. You know, give your six hundred dollars or whatever it is, and then you have your deck by Monday or whatever it is. Right. This is the first time I didn't do that. I've tried to play my own game. And figure it out and like actually just I'm playing magic differently, more casually, but a little more intelligently, like more as a puzzle. And I got a good deck and I go to play tonight and there's nobody fucking there. You know, like normally there's say anywhere between twenty and forty people. There was six. It's the first weekend of summer, man. Yeah, and there's a, a new set that came out and it's called Eternal Masters. And each pack is ten dollars. To do a draft, you need three packs. Oof. Well, all the stores are charging forty-five or fifty bucks to do a draft because you know they make profit. You know, you sell your packs right. plus mm-hmm. the draft profit. Well, there was a store in Conroe that was doing unlimited drafts for thirty dollars. So they were just going to draft until they ran out of product. Damn. So nobody was there tonight. <laughs> That's tough. So here I am. So they, they, I mean, they always have crazy uh, um, always have crazy things at uh, uh, Comic Con. Yeah, that's something I would always like to go to. Man, when we win the lottery, we're going to do so much cool shit, Jake. No, man. We're going to go to Comic Con. We're going to go to Rainbow Fest. We're going to go to Burning Man. No, when we win the lotto... 
We're just going to buy one of those million dollar RVs and just have it. We're going to pay a driver. Like, I don't know who's going to be, but he's going to be his whole, this like full time job is going to be drive eight hours a day. And we're just going to like follow Comic Cons around the entire country. We could do whatever we wanted. We could just be like, hey, man, what's cool in the, you know, the, what's cool within eight hours? <laughs> but right? the thing is, is like, if I, if I were in a lotto, I would go in like hardcore writing mode. Like, I was just talking, like, I was just uh, emailing with the guy from Rogue Apocalypse, and he was like, hey, man, I want to talk to, like, I want to do your podcast, but I'm in hardcore writing mode right now. This guy's like a multi time New York bestseller. He's like, I can't talk for another four months because I'm like, I have to be a deadline. <laughs> Bummer. But he's going to so come. He's, he, he's, to talking to he's going to come on so the podcast, though. Like, when he's done, he's coming on the podcast. So, that's worth telling this podcast over. I mean, I, hey, can, I, I, can't, I can't say for sure. I can't say for sure, but you said. Maybe. I would like you said I would like to come on when That'd I meet awesome. my deadline. So in October we might have a New York Times bestseller on the podcast. That'd be awesome, Jake. It'd be awesome. There are so many things I got to read the sequel, but I have so many questions about that book. Well, the thing is, is he isn't just an hyper author. Intelligent, hyper intelligent robot, right? The, the thing ah, about so him cool. is he's not just an author. He's a PhD in robotics from Carnegie Mellon. Right, but uh, my this is the problem I've always had, and it's a, it's a it's an issue I have, in, I think, in general with writing. Uh -huh. How can you write some? How can you write about something more intelligent than you are? Well, it's always the uh, the idea, right? Like how you describe did... it in an abstract, but. How did Gene like, Roddenberry write about Star Trek? Yeah. Uh, see, I, I, I understand it's possible because we have examples of hyper-intelligence. Um, like, if you've ever watched, like, Code Geass, which is an anime that you would really enjoy, Jacob. Actually really you should wow you should really watch that okay. it's about um it's about an underworld well the best teaser is for it is there's a really smart high school kid or like i think he's either high school or um in uh college and he uh plays underground chess games that he gambles on and like the opening scenes like him playing against like a chinese mom boss for thousands of dollars and the mob boss is all sweating and shit. Anyway, you should watch it. It's you'd really, really enjoy it. <clears throat> because you can just kind of imagine where that leads them. Right. Anyway, um, so there are examples of hyper intelligent characters that people have wrote, but I mean, even like uh, like God's Debris, like what's his name writes um for the Avatar. And the Avatar's super clever. It's like. He had to be more clever than that guy, right? He had to be more clever than his character. Right. Didn't he? I mean, don't you? I mean, I don't. I mean, that's why I, I mean, have God's a hard time. is a whole like, other thing. Right, but how do you predict what a 
Well, at least with uh, Daniel, Daniel Wilson, I think is his name. At least with him, I mean, he has a PhD in robotics. I mean, it's not like he has, he's just coming to it f from our, you know, perspective. No, no, no. I, I, whatever he tells me, I will believe. <laughs> but my question is, is like, there has to be a certain point when the machine is so intelligent on a, on a scale that humans can't quite fathom, right? That part where Arcos goes, I am your god. Like, yeah, well, I right, think that right. if uh, how can you how can you predict what a godlike intelligence would find right or wrong? I think that or, if, or even think like how would they how would a, what would happen with a hyper with that much intelligence? I think so. Like I think what we believe about intel like I, AI like true AI like full on artificial intelligence. intelligence. General intelligence that can improve what we on itself. believe is here, and what will actually happen is way over here. You know. If you, have you ever seen what a lot of people expect the scale? I mean, expect the intelligence to look like. There's a scale. Yeah. It start. It starts with like amoebas and like mosquitoes and like spiders, and then moves up to like apes, and, right. and it shows our. There shows that like from an ape, which is like the smartest thing besides us, or a dolphin. There's like a pretty big gap between um, like apes and like dolphins and us. We're... Then that then then it like zooms out for like a mile. <laughs> There's the gap between us and what a super intelligent computer would be. Well, they also assume that the uh, intelligence will follow our path. Hmm. Maybe, maybe they skip so, a lot so, of steps. You know, so hard to think. Yeah, I mean it's Yeah, I mean I I I if you if you, if I didn't if I wasn't a human, right? Like if you just brought me over here in a spaceship and you were like, "Hey man, look at these motherfuckers," right? Right. And I had like the play the play button I could like from right now backwards, I could TiVo, I could rewind and then I could mm -hmm. you know catch up to where we are and I could rewind and I could catch up. What we would look like is a we would look like a, um, almost like a parasite or a mold or something on the surface, right? We would spread and we'd populate and we would, you know, move and we would change and we would warp and we would almost like a cancer. But at certain points, it, that that mold or whatever would start to connect and start to become more like in sync and pulse and like eventually, that thing, that membrane, that mold, that whatever we're creating, would turn into an actual like hyper-intelligent life form of its own, like, we are. It's yeah. Like I said, like, we as... The thing is, is most people assume that AI will start from zero and go up like we did, but it won't. It will start from the best we can program and then go up. Or, I mean, there... The the AI can only be as good as programming, right? So if there's a flaw, it will eventually be flawed and have to go up or down or whatever. What happens is when you have something that can examine itself and fix its own flaws, right? Like that's right. that's when you've created something that's dangerous, correct? Uh, yeah. 
And what do you do? You just create that and let it fix its own flaws and then stop it from fixing itself then? Like, well, it I don't depends know. On like, which one, I, it depends on which one I do, right? Like, if you want to be the best thing ever, you just let it go and hope to God it doesn't kill you, you know? You have to, like... Uh, is there I, a reason to s expect it to kill us? Like... It depends. That, it depends on how thing? it's programmed, right? Because AI, AI, Once AI programming though. What's the matter? How we programmed it? Once it programs itself, everything is programmed in one way or another. So we are designed to be either great or small. I mean, it's nature versus nurture, and so if that's how it is. You know, the program might be like, look, this is my nature, so it's what I'm going to do. But if not, it might be more nurture, which is what it might be designed to be. So, so anyway. nature versus nurture. I mean, it's a whole, you know, human Isn't thing. it the same thing? It's, Isn't your nurture a part of nature? Well, yes, but nature versus nurture is different. Imagine what you would be if you had never met me. Yeah. You know, so that that is as part of your nature because you were going to the same. We we were in the same but ecosystem. Isn't me, but isn't me meeting you like pretty much predetermined? Like, wasn't all of the things that that caused us to meet in motion way before us? I mean that I mean that's we were in the same ecosystem so there was a good probability that we would meet but except see, that there was a 100% probability that we meet because we did we we can we can look back and know that those I mean, I'm talking about the, the roll of the dice I mean there was but my point is is that there no no there was the no us, the fact that we met is now a cosmological constant, but the fact that we, before we met, was not a constant. There was many variables. If you want to talk about the math of us meeting... That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, the math can describe us meeting and what happened before us meeting, right? No, we... But, but the reality of it is, is that there was a bunch of probable things that had to happen or didn't happen, or you, your parents went or got the right job, or what? There's a million. I mean, in all reality, there's a infinite number of things that happened that led us to be together, to meet. Right. But since those did happen, we can look back and know that all of those things happened. Like they, they did happen. Like <clears throat> that is. Right, but nature. looking back, that, that it, but that is nature. I'm no, not saying that like it, that guarantees that it would happen again if we went if we rolled the dice. If right, we started but, the probability but there's still nurture again. in terms of nature. Like, if your if your mom had raised you differently to be an asshole, I wouldn't have liked you, so we wouldn't be friends. You know, or vice versa. But isn't that all just part of the machine? Like, aren't we all just? I don't believe part in of the machine. Thing? I think we're just I think we're just here like butterflies are or caterpillars turn into butterflies. 
I think we are the first superorganism. And it just happens to be that the first superorganism, well, not the first one, but like the first intelligent superorganism, happens to be like a what what transmorphing trans transmuting no, what does the word what does a caterpillar do we're not going to be us like we are forever no, we are going to change i, I don't think that that's how it's going to be but i don't believe that we're, we're the first we? of whatever ah. i don't know man i think i think our job is to create we are the sex organs of the machine world we are here to make ever ever more creative tools. Until the robots take over and then we're just done? Well, I mean, I would hope that the robots don't take over. And I would hope to, like, like that guy's book says, when the robot... <laughs> slight spoiler alert. When the robot's killing the first guy, the first guy he kills, that guy tells him, we're not what we've seen. When we're when our backs up against the wall, humans change into a completely different animal. I'd like to believe that's true. I'd like to believe that we have um, John O'Connor or um, uh, Cottonmouth or whatever his name is from the book. What was his name? That's not a name at all. Anyway, um, but it just depends on what that super intelligent computer wants to do. Because, like he says in that book, he is his god. And there's and I really do believe from that moment on when he tells him, "Hey man, I'm your god." I don't think a single thing happens in that book that that robot didn't plan. That they didn't want to happen exactly like it happened. Not yeah, close, no. but exactly like. Knowing it. the author, like the little bit I've talked to him because I've actually talked to the author, like I agree with that. Like he is yeah. I mean, he has a PhD in robotics from Carnegie Mellon. Carnegie <laughs> Mellon. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, so cool. he is super sharp. Still, one, like I said, it's still one of my favorite stories of all I've ever seen in my entire life. But So did you see the, um, speaking of this kind of shit, did you see that, oh my God, how could a nerd like me blank on who did the music for Star Wars? John Williams? Right? Yeah. Who did the that's Star right. John Williams. Yeah, John Williams. Yeah. He's doing the movie for uh, Steven Spielberg. They're doing Radio Player, Ready Player One. He's going to do the music. Mm -hmm. Or the score, at least. And Spielberg is do is directing. That's the only Ready reason Player. I care about the movie. Like, if it was some, like, bullshit whatever, I wouldn't care. But Steven Spielberg and John Williams. So, so if, he, if Steven Spielberg is just cashing in and making... Um, that Ghostbusters equivalent or Pixels or whatever, just making some cash-in movie. Or if he's... Or... That's going to suck. Okay. Or if Steven Spielberg is cashing in favors, calling different studios, being like, look, man, I really need this. this I need the rights to this. He problem. wants it. Hey, I really need to do this. And he's calling people going, hey, man, how the hell are we going to make a 360-degree three, floating... Geo, I mean, uh, zero G dance floor, you know, and I need a DJ in the middle and shit. Like, how are we going to do this? Oh, and that DJ happens to need to be R two D two. He bought the. And it turns out I need to, I need to, I need to play all of these different songs at this, you know. Okay, just... so here, here's the thing about that. This particular movie, he bought the rights 
to the movie before it's published. I, if you do this right, this could be one of the greatest movies ever. It's a great story. It's a lot of fun. I it's mean, a lot of fun, but I don't know how you do it in two hours. I just don't know how you do it in two hours. You don't. You do it in three. You just do it in three. Well, th- fuck, I don't know how you do it in five. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's a trilogy. Just I mean, split it up. Give us two movies. Or three. Just give us... I think you could do it in two. You could Six probably half. do it in two. Like, the first oh. half, second half. Pre-Columbus, post-Columbus, probably. I think I think the second part is where he, is the scene where he's in his bunker. The first time he's in his bunker. So he had, you, you would do the first episode is like pre-money. And then the no, second one is like no. once he has money in the... I not, think not you, money, money, but like once he... It's been like a few years. Like the sponsorship... Remember when he finally has his base? Right, like I'm saying like... Skip all the way to that for the second movie. I think... Because that's when shit starts to get real for the, the end. first like movie. I think the first movie is until he moves to Columbus, and the second movie is after he moves moves to Columbus. Yeah, I think you do a little bit more. You do, you know, well, you do some of Columbus in the first movie because I think the second movie should be a lot like the second part of the movie should be a lot of the end, the last two eggs or the last egg, you know, or the last key and the last egg, you know. Do the oh, first last key and last egg. I mean, you can definitely tell Ernest Klein rushed it a bit. It's true. It's true. Well, the ending a little, like especially the ending. Ending. I was like, what? 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 There's. You're looking at the book. You're like, there's got to be more pages. There's got to be a <laughs> sequel. Like, oh my god, I don't want to spoil it. But when that guy shows him what he just actually. You're like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, this is crazy. Like, when he wins, it's just like over. He's like, oh my God, I'm a super, super God. And I'm like, I don't want to be in there anymore. Like, I am the greatest of the greatest, and I don't want to be in there anymore. Isn't that crazy? It was a great, it's a good book. Yeah. I, mean, I enjoyed it. I've listened to it probably five times now. I'm on probably my sixth or seventh time right now. Yep, I've listened to it a bunch. Like, and I just finished. Um, what's the first one with Nicodemus, the Dresden Files? Uh, Death Mask, uh, book five. Death Mask. That's uh, probably my favorite. But yes. but what what I'll do because you know I'm writing Corlex right now and we're writing it together and everything. But like. I'll listen to Ray Player One or Dresden Files book for like 20 minutes while I'm eating, you know, eating lunch. And then I'll spend the next 40 minutes of my lunch break writing. And I sent you the picture, like, you've seen, like, I've, I've spent like three capsules of ink on this current book right now. That's awesome. And yeah, I predict several more. I just hope I can just do them. <laughs> I hope we have a deadline at some point, or we have a deadline at some point where we're like, Ryan, we have to get together for three weeks so we can just like sit down and write this book. We're just like typing and well, going crazy. That, that's what I, that's my dream. We need to get together anyway. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. So is there anything else we want to get to or just want to call it a night? Well, since this is a special episode... And we have nothing better. I mean, you ready to go? 
You ready to go to sleep? No, I'm just saying I may, may or may not want to talk about things on the podcast anymore. Okay, well, let's just do this real quick. And I okay. guess so people um, listening, they may be able to chime in if they want. Um, so there's always these like shitty things in the news, right? Like that rape case or the gorilla. Which rape or, case? <laughs> well, that one that's going on, that Stanford one. Oh, yeah. You see the one about are we? The, are, do you want to be the kind of podcast that covers that kind of shit, or do you want to just be a more of a fun kind of happy like? I want to cover everything, home, uh, man. Sports, talk, sports talks radio. So there's okay. So what do you think of this? You know what's really interesting is there's a ton of oh, there's a ton of up um, rising about the Stanford rape case, and I'm regardless of what actually happened because I wasn't there, and you know the people that stopped him. He ran off before, like, who knows? But <clears throat> I can't actually find a lot of information, like, actual information. There's so many fluff pieces on it. It's like, that's annoying. Like, why, why isn't there one place I can trust, like, that I can go read just, because here's what everything happens. Because everything runs off clicks, man. Well, well, whatever. That's so fucking frustrating. And does this not feel like... A distraction? Like, something else must have happened. Like, because, yeah, this guy is a piece of shit. And, yeah, he's good-looking, or not, he's kind of goofy, weird, creepy-looking. But his dad had some weird speed. Like, okay, yeah, all of that is, you know, that is all great clickbait. And it is all a great reason to be upset. Like, he is a piece of shit, so you can feel justified in, like, paying attention and, like, caring about this. But there's like lots of situations that happen like this all the time. You could easily make this kind of news cycle about. You could do this almost any time you wanted, if, as long as you don't do it. If it was not often. on the west coast or east coast, no one would care. If it, if it was in North Dakota it, State, no one would care. Unless they wanted to, unless like an east coast news channel covered it, right? right. Like, right. They could make it a story, right? They could. Like, it just happens that there's always like this, something like this happening on the East or West Coast. My point is, is what else happened? Like, what did we fucking miss? Like, is it just me or does this feel very wag the dog? No? Like, Everything. Not, not, I mean, it doesn't? I've, I don't know. It all feels strange to me, man. But this one in particular, like, why are we making a big deal about this one? Like, yeah, he's a piece of... It could just be a groupthink, though. Like, it could not be necessarily, like, a malicious conspiracy to control the media, like, to control where we view. It could just be the mass consumers caring, so they make stories, and it generates clicks, so they make more stories, and that's the right. reason it's such a big deal, and that's the reason we're not paying attention to whatever it is. If it wasn't but Stanford, even if it wouldn't be a deal. There you go. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be something that we should be paying attention to. Right. Exactly. We just wouldn't be anyway. Right. That could be what it is. Which it is bull- like is bullshit because I mean a true news news organization would would show us those things that we wouldn't that would. My my like my wife was showing me something today where like forty five or fifty five percent of uh, rape kits go unexamined by police. I mean that's bullshit. Every rape kit should be examined by police, you know. You know what's bullshit about that? When I get a ticket for going five miles an hour, hour and over. Right, exactly. Right? Like, there should be... 
there should be some type of mechanisms to control out of control, you know, like people who are driving ridiculously. But those guys who are just sitting but on the side of the road trying to get those five mile an hour, they should 10 be, mile an hour. you know, going after you know rape. Hey, kids. hey, man, why don't you go do? Why don't you go analyze a fucking rape kit? Right. You know. You know why are you sitting here fishing for money? You know those guys who choked that guy in New York because he was selling loose cigarettes, or because he wouldn't leave, or because what? Who knows what really happened? Because they've they interacted with that guy every day for the last three weeks, and that guy's kind of an asshole, you know, or whatever. But for whatever reason, they choke that dude out, and then he has a heart attack. Like, really? What? You really? You know, I mean, the police should be. Police in a, in should a be part, our friends, in like, man. In, in like the social justice warrior, you know, universe, right? Right. In this perfect one that these people always, this utopia they always talk about. You should be happy when the police show up. Like the police should make every situation slightly better. You're like, yeah, oh, exactly. no way we're getting fucked here. Hey, man, hey, come here. Come, hey, my personal freedoms and liberties are happening and his personal freedoms and liberties are happening. Do you want to, you know, pay attention to this? But in reality, they're humans. It's, you gotta let humans do that job and when humans do any job there's all of the fallacies of humans are interjected into that you know into that job right it's very difficult to create a system that's tight enough that keeps that stuff out yeah and that's the hard part because like we're gonna replace the fucking cops with robots man and then when the robot lord takes over he's gonna have you know an army of See, that just makes me sad uh, because uh, there was a robot um, crime uh, drama on Fox uh, oh like, like two years ago. It was Almost Human. It was like uh, a human with an android uh, partner, you know, buddy cop thing on Fox. And wow. it was legit hardcore because, like, they were killing fuckers. Like there was a, like there was one guy who was dropping bombs to people, and he uh, they were like, "Look, we can't save you," so they just put a like a dome around this girl and let her die. Like it was legit hardcore. Like it was so good and really real. But Fox with you know sci-fi just fucks things up. So just to be clear, anybody that's listening, I think that Stanford dude's a piece of shit. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna like. I, I, if that didn't come off clearly, do you like, see? Do you see that like 40 people said they wouldn't serve serve under the judge? Oh, what's the real story behind this? The real, why is that kid only got six months? Is it because his dad had money or something, or were they in a very expensive place? Like, like in what way did this kid get off this way? I don't understand. Like, well, was there not enough evidence or witnesses to you know? And he had a really great lawyer. I understand it. Is Stanford an expensive school? It's a very expensive school. I mean, okay, that's all I needed to know. His dad's got money, then. Okay. Yeah, is like, that, I, get it. I mean, Stanford is. If you say my kid went to Stanford, it's like basically saying your kid went to Harvard. Ah, uh, okay. Well then, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well then, I mean, he's just a piece of shit, and the judge is a piece of shit, and. Well, the thing is, that's all a piece of shit. But I'm just—it just, it just the, feels like the law is a hard thing, right? is is and what i heard is that he didn't get a, he didn't i couldn't find the information like i said but on the internet i could not find but i was told that he wasn't actually um what's the word convicted of rape 
He was convicted of sexual battery, which is punishable by six months and not the minimum the, ma- the minimum of six years by right. Uh, so it depends. Like it depends on the state mm-hmm. because certain states don't have that discrete like that layer. So mm-hmm. if you're convicted of you know quote unquote sexual battery, battery it's yeah. rape. Like in Texas, that would be rape. Like from, from what stories I could find, it was still a fluff piece. But from what I could find, he didn't actually have sex like with his dick and her pussy. Like, right. Trying, like I he, he did penetrate her, so he did have you know there was what it, he raped her, whatever you want to say. Like uh, obviously there was sexual interactions that was unwanted or. I, the way I read it, I think she was just completely unaware. Like, I think they were drinking together and she was so drunk, she was just passed out, and then he just decided that he was going to do whatever he wanted to. Like, that's essentially drugging somebody to the point of when they're in their. What are they? Not compassed. Um, it's late, man. But she was completely out of it. And right. then you're messing with her? That's fucking rape. I don't care if yeah, you. That's whatever right. you do, right? Right? Even if you just took her clothes off and took pictures, like you violated her sexually. Like what you should do there. I mean, if you're if you're a good dude, you just like wrap her up in a blanket and like put her on the couch and then go pass out on the floor because that's what gentlemen's do. <clears throat> well, you, you you go get in your own bed, you beat off real quick, and then you go to sleep. Like you know, like a guy. Like <laughs> well, yeah, but like, I mean, if you're both at a random party and you're, like you've been drinking with a girl all night and she passes out, like put her in a blanket, put her on the couch, sleep on the floor, make sure no one fucks with her, and then. Go, f- you know, go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Piece of shit. Just to be so, everyone who's listening, I didn't want to. I didn't want to come off like I didn't think the guy was a piece of shit. Mm. The guy's clearly a piece of shit. No matter what he actually did, clearly he's a piece, a piece of shit. shit. And I don't care if he's he was convicted of sexual battery. It probably shouldn't have been sexual battery. Probably should have been convicted of rape. And he should have probably served at least a minimum. I mean, if we're putting people in jail for fucking twenty five years for six plants of marijuana, this dude should be in jail for fucking ever. All right, you know what I mean? Like if that's where we're gonna base our scales off of shitty stuff right like I, if i kill somebody or if i seriously injure somebody drinking and driving i get you know three years in prison or whatever so fuck this dude this guy's only getting six months fuck that kid i don't care if you can swim i got i got a hundred dollars says that i can out you give me six weeks and i could beat him you probably be him right now fuck that kid i can swim my ass off that was the worst part of camp for me man i swim like a fucking brick Man, one of my greatest experiences at Canacook ever was that Kansas or Missouri state champion was on the Choctaw side. And we, you know how at the end of the year you do the uh, swim meet? Right. I begged my team because I was doing the relay race. I begged and begged and begged. Like, you got to let me have the anchor. Or not the anchor, but the freestyle. Um, right. Uh, the the final the, 100 meter or whatever. No, it wasn't that because meter? there was another there was another leg after us. But I... He was a freestyle champion, and I was like, I'm the only person in this people who can keep up with him on the freestyle. Like, you got to let me have it, because I can't swim any other swim. Right. I'm in big-ass baggy cargo, like, swimming trunks, and he is in Speedos for this, because if you take this seriously, it's competition, right? Well, yeah, I and mean... he looks over, he looks over and he's like, there ain't know, no way. You might be listening to, like, the postcast, like, Kanakuk is hardcore, like, champ, like, see champions go there, like, that's what you yes. do. And he looks over like, Psh, you got the wrong shorts on, kid. You got, you're not gonna do. He's got a, you know, the 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 little hat they wear and the goggles. I ain't got none of that shit. I got long hair and baggy shorts. And I look over him and I'm like, you ain't fucking. You don't know me, kid. Man, we jumped in that pool, dude, because 
they said go and we jumped in and we hit the water and I, I have never swam so fast. I was swimming so fast I could feel the water go down my shoulder and then my chest and down my leg and I was kicking. We hit the wall at the exact same time. I was like, fuck you, man. State champ my ass. I've never learned. No one no. taught me shit. <laughs> that reminds me, the last time we were at Canacook, uh, uh I ran the 100 meter, you know, in the, you know, in the whole, you know, Cherokee Choctaw thing. I ran the 100 meter. And the Choctaws had this guy who was a Division One athlete. Like, he played football for Arkansas or something like that. Like, I slipped out of the gate and missed beating him at the 100 meter by two steps. Ugh. He ran a 4-4-100. Like, 4-4-40. Like, I was, like, full on him. Like, it was... Even my dad will... Even my dad will talk to me like, Hey, remember that time at Canacock? We did this? It was like, yeah, I remember that. I was like, oh. Some of my greatest moments, man. Yeah. 